0: This is Unfiltered, episode 143
1: for May 15th, 2015.
2: USA! USA! Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden.
3: Now investigative reporter Seymour Hersh writes that the White House was lying. Hersh claims Pakistan's military and intelligence knew where bin Laden was hiding all along. New SEAL Team 6 was choppering to his hideout, so no need for stealth helicopters to avoid radar. And that the Navy SEALs threw Bin Laden's body parts out of the helicopter on the way out.
0: Welcome to Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show. This distracting you from all of that TV you really shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris and joining me every single week is the always excellent, Mr. Chase.
4: Hey Chris, you know what I noticed? What's that,
0: buddy? The font changed. Yeah, you did. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah, I changed it to the numbering font, the same font we use for the number. Ah, yeah, a little yeah. little of a continuity there. yeah, I think you're probably the only person that noticed that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. Hey man, no people just don't care because they're distracted by all of the news that you shouldn't be watching. It is a crazy show this week. We're doing yes. a Friday edition of the unfiltered show. Uh, kind of feels good although Fridays are like precious time so it's hard to do a show on a Friday evening. see
4: here's here's what I here's what I wonder. Should, I, I always wonder about mentioning the day
0: I'm doing a show. I know, but here's why I'm mentioning it. Okay, Specifically this week, we're, uh, we're doing the show a little later than we normally do because the news cycle uh, was a little cray-cray this week. Cray-cray? Yeah, a little cray-cray. So normally you're right. Because I, I it doesn't really matter because we're just doing an analysis on the weekly yeah, cycle. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, uh, yeah, you just got uh, to follow your cycle. But, uh, no, today— <laughs> What? That's what she said. Chase, Where's the bell? Oh, <laughs> so I was looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, this week I didn't really. I mean, there was the Amtrak derailment. Uh, sad. Yeah, uh, a lot there. Um, please, I, t- please tell me you have the clip. You please tell me you have the clip yeah. of the
4: reporter asking Kerry about why they cut funding to Amtrak, and he basically and it, mocked the
0: reporter. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I also, yes, and we also, I also have a clip of Boner doing that too. Um, in this overtime folder. But I don't really want to talk about that too much. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, uh, so, okay, as, so there's a few things breaking today as we're recording. This is the Amtrak thing going on. Also, uh, your buddy, Jokar Shanaev, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your good yeah. friend, yeah. Uh, was uh, sentenced uh, to death today. <laughs> Jeez, Chase.
5: Jokar Shanaev, the Boston bomber convicted of 30 different counts related to the murders uh, and the maiming of so many people in the Boston Marathon in 2013 has just been sentenced to this death. This is on Fox News. Some I knew it. Death on the capital Counts. So, Arthur Aydala. We, you know,
0: we, on- don't, we don't really need to go too yeah, far. Yeah, into yeah, it from, yeah, yeah. yeah no, We don't need to go into the whole pundit breakdown thing. No. Uh, I just wanted to play that part because that is happening yeah. um, a couple yeah, of hours totally. ago as we're going on yep. here. Not the focus of the show today, but definitely it's worth mentioning. I think we all saw this one coming. So you it's know what I'm I, really
4: surprised? that? What? That we got the sentence on a Friday. Typically, news mm-hmm. is released on a Friday because you want to bury it by the time Monday comes around.
0: So this is one of the things we knew was coming. i by that. This is one of the things we knew was coming, so it's why one of the reasons why we're on Friday. And now that it's here, I don't actually feel all that need to really spend a lot of time discussing no.
4: it. And are you honestly shocked by the the,
0: the decision? No. 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 I'm not. Not at all. You want to do a little NSA update? NSA update. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the NSA in today's episode of The Unfiltered Show.
5: To the United States now, where a bill to end the national securities agency's mass collection of phone records has actually won broad support in the House of Representatives. The decision comes less than a week after the Court of Appeal ruled that the NSA's phone data collection program is
6: illegal.
0: And this is actually kind of interesting. After that ruling, the EFF withdrew their support for the U.S. Freedom Act Oh. and actually said, well, if you're going to keep one, keep the Patriot Act because this area of the Patriot Act has been now ruled illegal. If you remove this from the Patriot Act, this is better than the USA Freedom Act.
5: Ah. Hmm. That's what the EFF said. Interesting. Yeah. The court decided the activities go beyond what Congress intended when it passed the Patriot Act after 9-11. But former CIA officer Ray McGovern thinks that, well, there are still many obstacles ahead.
7: The decision of the Second Circuit Court, the Court of Appeals, which said that what NSA is doing is illegal. Uh, what the court did not do was enjoin NSA uh-huh. from keeping doing it. So they they keep said doing it for go now. back to Congress and rewrite the law but there are big hurdles in view and one of those of course is in the Senate which is ruled by people who are dead set and determined to keep this very intrusive blanket surveillance program in being and they will have to make some compromises or else they're at loggerheads with the decisions of the court. And we'll have to see whether the Senate can come to its senses, read what's happened in the House just today and read what's happened in the courts and adjust itself accordingly. And Congress is going to have to get used to the fact that no longer do they have carte blanche.
5: The hosts of uh, RT's Watching the Hawks, they spoke to former U.S. presidential candidate Ron Paul about this bill. He believes U.S. citizens are losing their liberties because of Washington's involvement. I'll leave it there for the
0: supporters. Uh, Something else, just kind of talk about this, uh, NSA supporters. Right now, if you go to uh, images.google.com and you search for NSA supporters, one of the many people that show up is your good friend Mike Rogers. My good friend. Uh, Mike Rogers has moved on to a new gig now. I don't know where his radio show's at. That's supposed to be coming. But he's now started a new team, Team for Americans for Prosperity, Peace, and Security. Uh, Mike Rogers is the chairman. And uh, he's putting together a platform to help try to influence the 2016 elections to debate national security at the level that it should be debated. He wants to elevate the national security debate, and he's raising millions of dollars to do it.
4: Oh, he's got a super PAC. It's
0: not so much a PAC as like – I guess he's raising money as like – I like defense industry come to me. I'll be your guy, and right. I'll make sure the candidates debate this. I'll make sure this becomes an issue. Okay. What he's doing is he's selling to the defense and the contractors and the cybersecurity industry, and the, and of course, obviously, like the entire surveillance industry, yeah. he's selling to them, come to me, I will be your advocate, and I will make the elections discuss this topic in your favor. Wow. And pay me millions of dollars to do it. That's how Mike, So Mike Rogers goes, goes from being the number one congressman defending the NSA, defending them on the air, now, now he's going to go make millions of dollars from the industry to make the twenty sixteen elections supposedly debate this. Mm. Now, how he can actually even accomplish that, who knows?
4: Well, like I say, show me the money. Who throws the money in?
0: It's it's pretty bad. Uh, it's <clears throat> there. He has a whole. Uh, I didn't find it for before the show, but he has like a whole promotional video out there and everything like that. If you want to go find it, it's Mike Rogers. Uh, and you can find the clip of Mike Rogers making a pitch. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, so we talked about in the supporter show, uh, uh, John Kerry and Putin were meeting up. Uh, check that out in the supporter show if, uh, if you want to uh, follow that topic. Should we play any of that in the show? Do you think that's good? Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, right, you know, I'll just play a minute of it. All I'll right. play a minute of it that so works. we have it in the yeah. main show too. Yeah.
6: Context.
8: John Kerry and Vladimir Putin were all smiles at today's first meeting between a top U.S. official and the Russian leader in two years. The friendly banter marked the deep tensions between the U.S. and Russia over Putin's support for Russian-backed forces in Ukraine, where a fragile ceasefire is being largely ignored.
2: We believe that this fighting, the fighting that is taking place as a result of this, on any side, Whoever has instigated whoever, that it has gone on for too long.
8: The meeting comes as Russia has grown more aggressive. in. You notice
0: how they've applied a uh, filter to this shot? Mm-hmm. Like, see the... You see that? Yeah, to make it kind
4: of pop out or give that circle-ish. The EU.
0: So uh, anyways, yeah. So uh, Kerry's been meeting with Putin to try to come up with a solution in the Ukraine. What's actually of interest from that is this isn't in the report. but So you've heard of this this thing called the Minsk Agreement, right? That's sort of like the – okay. So uh, it turns out Russia seems to have no interest in really resolving anything in the Ukraine with anybody in the EU. Putin wants to deal with the U.S. for this issue. Putin's basically said, if you want resolution in Ukraine, and, you, and, whatever, and whatever Russia's role is, if you want us to change that role... Talk to U.S. U.S. has to talk directly to us. Wow. And that's why Kerry and Putin are, are meeting right now. Huh. Because, let's be honest, it was us who set up the whole government yeah. collapse yeah. in the first yeah. place. Yes. So that makes a Which, lot of uh, sense. Which, if you become a patron,
4: <clears throat> you'd hear that in the
0: supporters show. Mm-hmm. More in the supporters show. Yeah. But let's get into our main topic today. This is a big, big story. It's got the White House crapping themselves this week.
9: The White House is hitting back hard tonight against an explosive new report that accuses the Obama administration of not being totally truthful about the U.S. military raid on Osama bin Laden's...
0: Oh, Lester, not being totally truthful. That's 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 like when you find out that your wife has been going to gangbangs every Wednesday morning for the last five years, <laughs> and it turns out what? to be not totally truthful.
9: ...the military raid wow. on Osama bin Laden's compound in Pakistan. Specifically, what the Pakistanis knew about the operation. Our chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell, has details. Andrea? Andrea.
3: This is the Hollywood version of the hunt for Osama bin Laden, scripted in cooperation with the CIA. USA! USA! The White House claimed it was a U.S. operation under the radar, so Pakistan wouldn't know. You remember
0: the whole story behind the Bin Laden? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You we, remember yeah. we had the courier? We tracked the courier. We went to the we found the compound. We yeah. built a like, similar compound to train. We sent in the helicopters. One of them crashed, and we blew it up. Right. We go in. We find Bin Laden first. We're told that he's put a wife in front of him, and he was armed. Then the next day, they said, "No, that's not true. He was unarmed. We shot him." And, and then they were told he was buried at sea. So it's so right on, so uh, forth.
4: through a Traditional burial rites and all yeah, that. Fun. Yeah.
0: right. So, uh, your friend, your buddy, my good friend my good Hirsch, ah, Seymour Hirsch, very famous uh, journalist. Uh, he uh, was, for example, maybe the more recent thing you might remember him from is the Abu Gray scandal. Yeah, I remember. he exposed the torture at Abu Gray. He's uh, he's he's very well known. Seymour Hirsch is essentially a brand name in journalism, and he's come out with a huge ten thousand uh, word report in the London Review. Uh, about the Osama bin Laden killing. And he claims that the whole thing that we've been told by the White House, except for the fact that bin Laden is dead, is bogus. Wow.
10: So, Mr. Hirsch, you assert that the official American version of what happened to Osama bin Laden is almost entirely false. You say that the Pakistanis were hiding bin Laden, that they knew about the raid, that there was no firefight in the compound, that the Saudis were fronting bin Laden's expenses, that the U.S. didn't bury bin Laden at sea. They tossed what remained of his body basically outside out of the helicopter What motive would the U.S. have for lying about this? And not just the the U.S., but the Pakistanis and the
1: Saudis. Most of what you said is pretty much what I write in this most recent article of mine. And all I can tell you is as far, I think, the simple way to describe it, uh, the president, our president did authorize the raid. The SEALs carried it out. They did kill bin Laden. They got in and out successfully. And the rest of it is sort of hogwash.
0: So there's not a lot here to go off of. Uh, He's got um, one former uh, Pakistan intelligence source from the 90s. He's got a former U.S. intelligence source. Uh, He's got a couple of reports. uh, In fact, a couple of days after the bin Laden raid, he was saying a lot of what he's saying now. Uh, He's been saying this for a while. Now, there are a few things that also kind of add up. All right. And he's about to get into some of that. So let's take a moment and uh, let's just for the fun of it, we'll, we'll entertain his idea, uh, but we'll get back to if it's actually true or not. Don't worry. We're not going to lose that thread. But for the moment, we'll suspend disbelief. And let's say that uh, the official narrative on the death of Osama bin Laden is fake. Okay.
10: But, right. but why – I mean why would there be this – what you're alleging is a massive conspiracy involving what would have to be dozens of people in three different countries that has – sustained itself until now, what would be the motive for for setting up this elaborate
1: hoax? The critical thing, Anderson, that happened is that we weren't supposed to go public with the raid. The deal with Pasha and Kiani and the rest of the staff of of the uh, Pakistan, upper reaches of the Pakistani uh, military community was that we were going to, the SEALs were going to go in, kill this guy, grab the body, take it out, seven to 10 days, I've had two different numbers. Later, the president we were going to announce the president Obama was going to announce that oh my God we did a drone stri- a drone strike in Waziristan the sort of no man's land between Pakistan and 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 Afghanistan.
0: This part almost kind of rings true. So maybe the original plan was they go in, they right. kill Bin Laden. Yeah take him out they could, they, because they just kill him off the record nobody knows they could dispose the body however they want if they want to throw it out an airplane. and then
4: later on they release the story they
0: release the story saying you know what we saw some aerial footage with our satellites then we send in the drones this makes the Pakistan officials look way less involved covers them up makes the drone program looks great makes Obama look great because nobody's put in harm's way I mean this part I'm starting to be like God I could see maybe the it's US preferring this yeah. narrative yeah.
1: I said oh my god we did a drone strike a drone strike in Waziristan the sort of no man's land between Pakistan and 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 Afghanistan, the Hindu Kush mountain area, we did a drone strike, and my God, we saw this big guy. He looked familiar. We took pictures, we took DNA. We got we got Bin Laden. Instead, the night of the raid, the president for the only thing, the people talked to me. Obviously, military and intelligence people, their belief that he did it for political purposes. I don't I actually have a different theory.
0: So the night of the raid, Obama wasn't supposed to go on the air and announce to the American people that Bin Laden had been killed. Oh, but he did, according to Seymour Hirsch. Okay. And he says he did it for political reasons because he was about to launch the 26th or his his re-election campaign. I think if this story is true – they went in with two helicopters. One of those helicopters crashed, and they had to blow it up. That wasn't part of the plan. Right,
4: and they couldn't, they couldn't hide that. You
0: can't hide that. That's a big explosion. There's per- pieces right. of the helicopters everywhere. Pakistani officials recovered part of the helicopter. Right, yeah. How are you going to hide that? Right. So now all of a sudden the narrative has got to change on a dime, and if the narrative has got to change on a dime, you've got to own that narrative immediately. As soon as it happens, President Obama goes out and
1: owns it I right then and there. I like that. I, I don't like know it. what was in the president's mind. He announced and said immediately that we got him.
10: Look, there are plenty of people who share your skepticism. But in this situation, I mean, there are actual member, members of SEAL Team 6. Matt Bissonette, Robert and Neil, who have gone public, have said that the raid did, in fact, happen, basically, as the government said. Their comrades put their lives at risk,
1: were shot at in the compound. Right. There were bullet holes all over the place. Are you saying they're lying? Uh, I'm saying I can tell you one thing um, I don't know about O'Neill. And Neil said we went in thinking we were going to die, which I think is a great exaggeration. And who also in
0: Seymour Hersh's version, they actually had Pakistani official uh, intelligence agents with them on the, air, on the on the first helicopter, and leading the group, including which doors to go through and everything wow. like that. And that bin Laden, of course, wasn't armed, and that the rules of engagement stated, all of this, by the way, is in the overtime folder for supporters sync, uh, the rules of engagement for killing bin Laden said that if he might have been armed, and if he was wearing a robe, because he could have a gun under that robe, the rules of engagements were shoot to kill. So if he had a robe, they had authorization to kill him. Ergo, Oh, it was always a suicide. It was always an assassination mission.
1: Right. So wrote the book, I think No Easy Day or something like that um, uh, certainly was not telling the truth about that. Absolutely. I think that his book was, there was a lot of stuff interesting in his book, but there was a lot of stuff, operational stuff, that everybody, most of his fellow SEALs sort of laugh at.
10: Right. But, but but your main sources on this, I mean, is one, reti- somebody you say is a retired intelligence official who had access to some of the initial intelligence and also some of the after action reports as well, who's unnamed, uh, as well as a, as a Pakistani official from the ISI who retired, I believe, in the early
1: 90s. Uh, well, but two things. What the Pakistani official said was, Um, um, I I think he told one of your colleagues, I I have no evidence, and he certainly has no evidence. He has no piece of paper. He just knows what he learned in talking to his comrades.
0: This is one of the problems that Seymour has here is there's no hard trail. There's no hard paper trail. But the reason why there's no hard paper trail is the U.S. government transferred all ownership of the
10: documentation to the CIA.
1: His fellow senior officers, there's a community there, and he learned right away.
10: Just so our viewers who haven't read the article, there is no documented evidence for what you're saying.
1: Uh, absolutely, I, I don't think there's a piece of paper left. If you if you read the article, also you know that at some point, about a year or two after the raid, the uh, uh, General Mc, uh, Admiral McRaven, the head of the Joint Special Operations Command, who was deeply involved in the planning of this, uh, purged all of the files in the Pentagon. Of and that's true. You can look this up. Uh, everything yeah. related to the Bin Laden raid and sent it to the CIA, which because they have different rules, much more stringent rules about what the, about about dealing with the freedom of information requests. They, they can deny almost anything based on operational security. Why go through, though, having a
10: raid? I mean, no matter, e- even if there was a member of Pakistani intelligence there walking them through the compound, even if the guards were removed, any kind of venture into Pakistan, it's any kind of military operation comes with risk. If the Pakistanis were in control of bin Laden this entire time...
0: Now, how could Seymour possibly have this answer? No, right.
10: Why not just have them kill him and then hand over his body, and then the U.S. says whatever they want to say? I'm not sure I understand why there would have needed to have been this delicate
1: raid at all. Let me just say this. If you believe that uh, 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 Osama bin Laden, who after 2001 was the most hunted fugitive in the world, the most vicious enemy of America... If you believe that he decided at some point, uh, five or six years down the road, that he – oh, the place to go to hide out and be safe was in Abbottabad, uh, uh, a resort town 40 40 miles or so outside of Islamabad where a lot of upper-class people go. Actually, that's –
0: to to, to, to zoom out a little bit on that, not just upper-class people. Former military and government officials go there because it's one of the cooler areas of Pakistan, and so when they want to retire, this is a very popular area. Not only that, but two miles away from the compound was a military training academy, and one mile away from the compound was a military base.
1: Wow. This house wasn't very rich, Or something to yeah. was going to go there, uh, the west point of Pakistan. Their military academy was a mile or two away. A division, of regimental headquarters for an army unit was two or three miles away. Go. If you believe that— then, you know, uh, it's the old joke, as I wrote in the article. then you, it's, it's a Lewis Carroll story. It's a fab—it's a fabulation. It-
0: so there is, I mean, he, the man makes some really fascinating points. To go, huh, why would he go there? Why would he be so close? How would they go in? Why wouldn't they have to use stealth helicopters? How could they just use regular helicopters if they weren't hiding from the military? Uh, so there's only one man to ask. Who would that be, Well, Chris, uh, Chase, whoever <laughs> yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> we introduced him to the show last week. Perfect, perfect timing. We introduced oh, a new character to the show last right. week. Rob O'Neill, the man who killed Osama bin Laden. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes.
4: The, uh, so I think no. They, no. Usama. Yeah. Osama Bin Laden.
0: We, I figured we could play, we could play clips from, uh, from Obama. We could play clips from Charlie Rose. We could play clips Why S- would we, Chris? No. Let's Why go, would let's, we? Let's, let's, go let's go the official correspondent. Rob O'Neill, the man who killed Osama Bin Laden, stopped by Fox News to explain all I'm of this. I'm surprised he did. New fallout after this
5: stunning new report claiming the Obama administration lied about the mission to kill Osama Bin Laden. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh insists the White House has been lying about the raid from the very beginning. He says, among many things, that Pakistan was actually uh, in control of the entire operation. Whoa! The story has a lot of skeptics, including Robert O'Neill. He was a member of the SEAL Team Six, who was in the compound that night and fired the shot that killed Osama bin Laden. Rob, good morning to you. Welcome morning, back bro, you to doing? America's Newsroom. I'm fine. I heard you yesterday call this
11: insulting. Explain. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 insulting to the guys that that uh, that took a lot of fire and almost uh, were hit in the head with bullets. You know, like um, bin Laden. And even to the people that for
4: years... No, notice, by the way, uh, for all our video yeah. people, his lower, his lower third has changed. Yeah. His lower third is now former Navy SEAL.
0: Yeah, actually, in all of his appearances on Fox News this week, they do not introduce him as the man who killed Osama bin Laden. The closest they get is the man who shot Osama bin Laden.
11: Wow, interesting.
0: I know, it is interesting because we specifically noticed
11: that last yeah, week. Yeah, we did. And now this week they're not doing that. No. Nope. planned this. You know, The CIA did, a, they did a, just painstaking work. They, they you know, nonstop... Day after day, year after year, to find him. And for someone just to come up because of an anonymous source and just say, We made the whole thing up, it's a little insulting. Um, What did he make up? Well, (laughs) he made up pretty much everything. I mean, (laughs) everything.
4: Wait, hold on. Yeah. Buddy, Robert, listen. Yeah. yeah. If if he made up pretty much everything, I wouldn't be a little insulted. Yeah, I know, right? I would be. Furious. He
0: actually says in one of his other appearances, he's on Shep. He's on. Yeah. He's on Shep Show. It's in the overtime folder. He says, uh-huh. uh, "Calling this story ludicrous is insulting to the word ludicrous." <laughs> So he's like, so yeah, basically he says, uh, the man who killed Osama bin Laden says the entire report is false, except, well, except for the fact where he says we killed Osama bin Laden. That part's true.
11: See, some of the stuff that he had right was, okay, yeah, we flew there. Um, (laughs) We didn't have any ISI help. We didn't tell the Pakistanis we were coming. There certainly was not an agent in the helicopter with us. There were guards on the ground. We did take fire. We did kill uh, the courier and his brother, Abrar. We did kill... Uh, bin Laden's son on the stairs and then um, we went to the bedroom and killed Osama bin Laden and that's stuff that he said we didn't do, we did all of it. And the, like the story that uh, we put out there, the, the night of the raid is what happened. This is what Hirsch writes. Spe- actually, that's not true. We've already, did,
0: we've already proven the story that's put out the night of the raid where he was guarding himself with his wife, right, which was yeah. a fabrication. So exactly. What he actually just said there is actually not true at all.
5: That's true. Specifically about that point, Rob. An ISI liaison officer. Now, that's the Pakistani intelligence officer, not ISIS, not
0: ISIL. Right. That's, it, it sounds a, the same. a terrible acronym, but yeah. yes. ISI is Pakistan. So think of
5: like CIA for Pakistan. The, the night of the raid is what happened. This is what Hirsch writes specifically about that point, Rob. An ISI liaison officer flying with the seals guided them into the darkened house and up a staircase to bin Laden's quarters. The seals have been warned by the Pakistanis that heavy steel doors block the stairwell on the first and second floor landings. And you know when you look at pictures of the compound, remember the huge walls
0: it had and how it was cement and how it kind of
5: looks like oh, yeah. a prison? Yeah.
0: It kind of looks
5: like yeah. they were keeping somebody. It was a castle. Bin Laden's rooms were on the third floor. That is information that someone like you would only know. Is that true
11: that, or not? That's, that's ridiculous. We're dealing with aircraft. Wait, wait. A- he didn't say no. <laughs> we're worried about the weight just for fuel, uh, the sake of fuel. So we're bringing. We want to bring as many seals as we can. We don't have room for an intelligence officer from Pakistan. I
0: thought that was interesting. His rebuttal to that is, we wouldn't bring them on the on the uh, on the on the on the helicopter because we we don't have enough fuel. We got to just. It's we got we got troops. And a doubt.
11: All that happened here is uh, Hirsch has been—he's being told this story because Pakistan is still really angry that we did that without them knowing about it. They know that Hirsch, Hirsch wrote an article about this in 2003 in the Guardian. They found someone who would take the bait. They sent it to him. He bit it, and like everyone's turning the story down. The story is going away. It is so ridiculous. Everyone with whom I've spoken can't even finish it. It's 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 like reading a really bad piece of uh yeah I, fiction. I
5: I heard you mention that just yesterday you're saying no Pakistanis from the intelligence agency the ISI were on board that chopper Absolutely not uh, no, we, no, we had what were, we had a we, all Americans and a dog what Were any Pakistanis at the compound when you went inside
11: No not at all this was uh, nobody knew we were coming uh it, it, I mean we're talking about a story that the president put out two secretaries of defense, uh, uh, deputy directors of the CIA, directors of the CIA, people that weren't even appointed to their positions. Before.
0: reasons why we've got to double down on it is what he's saying right there. So, uh, <clears throat> all right. So he goes on. He makes a lot of points. Uh, I, I want to get into um, uh, the point that uh, your good friend. My friend. your good buddy. buddy uh, yeah. Mike Morell. Ah, Mike. What's he stopped, up to? Stopped by uh, CBS News. And Mike actually stopped by everywhere. Mike stopped by CNN, Fox News. He stopped by. He stopped by CBS. He was really making the rounds to cover. Is there all a this. light rail that connects all the stations? I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if he could just like, or maybe just gets. He just gets an Uber, I guess. And uh, so Mike Morell says the whole thing is just silly.
6: Seymour Hirsch, the reporter for the New Yorker magazine, has published an article in a London publication. See how he's kind of smirking uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
0: know he did. What a dork! That's what he, That's a little smirk he's got going on there. That's cool.
6: Basically, saying that the Obama administration has not been clear and and open with us that there was a single unnamed source. He says he says they got a U.S. got assistance from Pakistani officials that Osama bin Laden was not was not was held captive. He was not living there alone, and, and that. Um, and that the body was not disposed. Uh, all of these things come as a jarring sense of what we were not told. Can you tell us, is any of this true? Yeah, it's all true, Charlie. It's all wrong.
4: Oh. Oh. I started reading the
6: article
12: last night. I got a third of the way through, and I stopped. Well, is that a, well,
4: that's the same narrative that uh, that we just heard from the man who killed Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through all of it. I just mm-hmm. couldn't
0: get through all they of all it. They all kind of say these same points. Huh. In fact, the only thing that's really been super suspicious about this is the way the media has circled the wagons around this story, and it's been the same line every I single time. I can't get time. through all of it. And I've got links in the show mm-hmm. notes. Well, that's a lot interesting. Of the, a lot of the people that I've... And I'm, again, I'm actually not... Totally subscribing to Hirsch's theory here, but mm. I am telling you what I have found. Okay. Uh a lot of the people that are defending Hirsch, or I'm sorry, a lot of the people that are attacking Hirsch and defending the official narrative were the same exact people who also defended WMDs in Iraq. Oh. It's just a weird one of those weird coincidences like we go back to the same cast of characters over and over again when we have to derive a narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then of course you had a few new ones like Panetta comes out and morell has been making all of the visits. Now, of course. You have to keep in mind. Not only is Mike Morrell selling a book right now that 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 uh, sort of makes the CIA seem super badass. Yeah. he's literally selling that book right now on his on his tour right here. Uh, but the other <laughs> thing that Mike Morrell was running the CIA or number two at the CIA. He was depending on the timing. He was either underneath Panetta or running the CIA during this raid. So mm. he was involved. Okay. And in fact, he goes back to you know uh, he was with Bush. When, when, the, when the plane struck the Twin Towers and Bush was in that classroom, if you, you can Google image search and find a picture, you'll find a picture of Mike Morrell off to the corner standing with Bush in that classroom. He has been working through this since the beginning of, like, the global war on terrorism started. Wow. He has been very, very involved. So he, he is – what he is talking about here, he's, he's got some serious weight behind what he's saying. I just don't know how much we can believe it. What I was reading was wrong.
12: The source that Hirsch talked to has no idea what he's talking about. You know who the source is? I have no idea. Okay. But the person obviously was not close to what actually happened. Uh, the Pakistanis did not know. I talk about in the book how we actually made a decision. Uh, the plug pres- the book.
4: Plug the book. Yeah,
0: there it is.
12: The president made a decision not to tell the Pakistanis. Pakistanis were furious with us.
0: See, the thing is, is different versions of this could be true. I bet there were if the Pakistanis did know, and they did help us, I bet a very select few in the government did know. So the majority didn't know, the majority would be upset, and they would just subscribe to the narrative that they didn't know, because they didn't know they knew. If anybody knew, it would probably be just a few very key people involved, right? right? So it is very easy for the U.S. people to go out and say, well, they didn't know, because so many people in the government, the vast, 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 vast majority of the government in pakistan didn't know so of course that's going to be the narrative coming yeah. out of pakistan too so it's very
12: easy to back that up the president sent me to pakistan after the raid to try to start smoothing things over pakistanis did not know his article is wrong. he suggested
6: there was a sing pakistani official that got 25 million dollars for telling you not true
0: okay so, so I want to back this up because he just he just he just says not true right there. So Charlie Rose throws us in at the very end of the interview. So the the key part to Seymour Hersh's, uh, uh write up is that the way that the U.S. government really found out about the locations of Osama bin Laden is by an informant. From the Pakistan intelligency, the ISI, right. they wanted the $25 million reward. Okay. He came uh-huh. in and tipped them off. Wow. And said, yeah, we've been keeping him here since 2006, using him as leverage. And here's the information. And, and, and then they were prepared to write a check. I want to play this again because yeah. I want you to hear Mike Morrell's answer.
12: He says it's not true. Try to s- start smoothing things over. Pakistanis did
6: not know his article was. He suggested there was a single Pakistani official that got $25 million for telling you. Not true.
0: Here's the thing. Not only did that guy actually get 25 million dollars, he now works out of New York as a government contractor consulting them on Pakistan. Wow. So, I don't know how much of this true story is true or not, but there really is a guy from Pakistan, who got the $25 million reward, who is now a consultant in New York. Wow. So that part's true. Yeah. And we're going to come back to that here in just a second. But so Mike Morell, just out of hand, uh, says that's completely uh, not true. What is really going on here? Well, there is a journalist, Garth Porter, who has been following uh, the Middle East really since Vietnam. He was a journalist for the Vietnam War. He was against the Vietnam War. And since then, he's very closely followed the U.S.'s war activities with a specific focus on Asia and the Middle East. He was doing an interview on RT. I pulled just a clip from it. He actually thinks that Seymour Hersh is a victim of misinformation being spread by the CIA.
2: That the one part of the story about the uh, the idea that that the Pakistani. ISI knew all along, and the, and the Pakistani military knew all along that bin Laden was in Abbottabad. Mm-hmm. I think that part of it represents a misunderstanding which was deliberately fostered by some people in the CIA.
0: And this is a huge part of the story, because the general pushback against Seymour Hersh's article is, this is... Pakistan propaganda to make Obama look bad, to make the U.S. look bad, to play politics over there. And the, the, the number one criticism, out of all the things like, oh, it's ridiculous, oh, it's ludicrous, oh, this didn't happen, that's not true, all of those quickly fade away. That's always day one, day two, day three responses whenever a controversy comes out. But the controversy is that really, the, 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 the underlying narrative that the Pakistani government knew, the Pakistani government assisted us with an intelligence officer, if that's true, that then belays that they knew about bin Laden location for a long time, that they weren't working with us, that they were holding him for, that is a huge component. So if Seymour got that piece wrong, that's a big deal. But the question is, why would the CIA want to spread misinformation?
2: Which was deliberately fostered by some people in the CIA who had it in for the ISI. Hmm. They, there was a great deal of tension, to say the least, between CIA brass, including Panetta himself at that point in 2010, 2011, and the, the ISI. So
13: the CIA, the CIA wanted to make it appear as if the ISI were working with bin Laden, essentially? Absolutely.
2: They were, they were suggesting to Cy Hirsch, and they've suggested this to other journalists as well and, and other sources, that the ISI did in fact know where bin Laden was located all along. They were playing along with that for their own reasons. Uh, the story that is told by uh, Shaukat Kadir, the former brigadier, retired brigadier general, who has really done the work uh, on the background of this, is that what really happened is that a, uh, the ISI found out that there was something not quite right about that compound mm-hmm. through their own investigation. They, uh, somebody in ISI uh, did, in fact, inform the, the CIA that, that they so
0: he's also confirming, yes, there was an informant. There was somebody who informed the CIA. felt that there was a
2: need for reconnaissance
0: of the, the compound. And so after this informant informed the CIA, then the CIA picked up aerial
2: surveillance. That's when they started uh, the aerial uh, photographs, the, the aerial coverage of the Abbottabad compound. But at that moment, when they passed that information on, and as well as the cell phone number of the owner, they did not know that bin Laden was there. So that's the key piece, uh, and this. So
0: what we have here is uh, it's a bit of a um, uh, it's a bit of taking two different versions: the official narrative, Seymour Hersh's version, and yeah. kind of trying to find the difference in between. Yeah. And I, I, I think this truth does lie. I, I don't buy the burial at sea. Uh, I do think they had more assistance. I absolutely, completely out of hand disregard the zero dark thirty narrative that torture brought us Osama bin Laden. Oh, I think this completely debunks that. And, and But, of course, that'll become the one that everybody talks about. Uh, so uh, there is, though, I think, the underlying bit of truth to some of this story.
3: NBC News has independently learned from two intelligence sources that a Pakistani intelligence officer did tell the U.S. where bin Laden was hiding a year before the raid, something the White House also disputes. But that does not necessarily conflict with the White House claim that the U.S. acted alone.
0: And I, I essentially agree with that. Okay. I, I, the whole thing has been very discomfort because you can see even there, that's a defensive statement she's Oh, making.
4: totally, yeah.
0: The entire thing. So, and, and NBC's, uh, NBC's coverage of it isn't, this is what happened, it's the White House is pushing back today against. That's oh, how they start, right? So yeah. everything by the media yeah, has, been a, has been a protectionist move the entire time around. And part of it is, is they went all in on the Osama bin Laden story when it happened. Well,
4: like you said, because they had no choice to do so because of the helicopter crash. Right. Because once the crash happened, mm-hmm. you had you, you had to own the story. You had to make the change, and the, you had to and go the for media
0: it. was all too happy to play that up. Oh well, absolutely. And so now, if they retract some of that, it makes them look like they didn't do their job early on. So there's that. There's well, of...
4: and it also makes them seem like that they're blindly follow right. whatever right. is but, fed out.
0: But then to make up for that, they just blindly follow again whatever <laughs> yeah, is fed that's out. True. Like that just drives me crazy. I don't I don't know how, I don't know how to make up for that.
4: Well, but. because if you bite the hand that feeds you, then you can't have nice little production facilities <laughs> at the Pentagon. <laughs>
0: that's true. And Barbara Starr does like her box at the She'd Pentagon
4: does like the box.
0: Chase, does your Android Wear watch ever just randomly disconnect from your... Uh, oh, yours in the Pebble.
4: No, no, I have a Pebble, and yeah. my, my Pebble time is coming soon. No. Yeah, my,
0: my, my Android Wear just randomly disconnects every now and then. Uh, you know, maybe I'm getting hacked. You've got to watch out <laughs> for those... Getting hacked by uh, which three-letter agency? ISIS cyber hackers. Oh, division. Watch out. Division.
14: U.S. intelligence believes ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi.
0: Oh, good. We haven't heard about him for a while. Look, and, and of course we got to go to our favorite stock footage of Baghdadi. Right.
14: For now, remains firmly in charge. There's no intelligence indicating he's been injured in a recent coalition airstrike, despite press reports. The U.S. has already identified these men as potential successors to the ISIS leadership, putting millions of dollars of reward on each of their heads. There's no shortage of supporters on the ground or online. The latest, this video from a fringe pro-ISIS hacking group.
0: So a group makes a video, doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter who they just. They just set up a YouTube channel, publish a video, and say, I support ISIS. And that's all it takes for... Dude, we are in the wrong business. <laughs> we should be making these videos and just uh, ISIS no, we ISIS. No, no, we no, no.
4: be on CNN, nah, dude. Nah, man, nah, man.
14: Threatening the cyber attack is coming.
5: The thing I always look for is at what points do groups decide that they need to move from viewing the Internet as a...
0: This is Admiral Mike Rogers, the new director of the uh, NSA.
5: Source of recruitment as a way to spread ideology. Do we see it more from that in a something of greater concern, as viewing it as a potential?
0: How many followers there, uh, Chase? Oh, that's weird. They whited it out. Again. Oh. Funny how they always whited out when they show that.
4: Yeah, and they also. Whited. Seven
0: tweets, ten following, one favorite, and they've whited out the followers.
4: Seven tweets.
0: Yeah. Seven tweets. Well, this is obviously an ISIS propaganda outlet.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is worthy, ISIS state hacking. Worthy
0: division. of the NSA director's attention.
7: Yeah. Yep. It's a weapon system. Oh, yeah!
14: Whose attacks are toughest to detect? especially when the internet can so easily recruit We need ISIS. to find
4: out more. It's going out of the internet. It's all God okay.
1: the You have a lot of people springing up in various uh, areas around the world that are all interested in joining this organization. No, they have But
0: they have dial-up internet access. Nobody's interested in joining ISIS.
14: The move to ISIS going viral online, even inspiring the attack in Texas.
0: Oh, weird. Look, Wait. another Twitter profile and uh, seeing, uh, this uh, time the followers Aren't whited it out, Chase. Uh, uh, 198. Huh. Yeah, I think he's making. I think he's inspiring. Uh, what did they say in the, pre- in the supporters show? We had a clip where they said that ISIS had, has Madison-level social media right, presence. Right,
4: yeah. yeah. Trying to make fun of madmen. Madison-level
0: Madison with 198 yeah. followers. Madison Avenue, yeah. Jeez Louise.
14: It's as worrisome for the U.S. as what is happening in Syria. Hashtag!
0: We're very
15: definitely in...
0: We're very definitely, Chase. Very a definitely. ...a new
15: phase in the global terrorist threat.
0: A very definitely in a new phase. Very definitely, because Twitter
15: where the so-called lone wolf could strike at any moment
14: that threat from the internet giving authorities less time to catch terror well, look
0: at that did you see that yeah 666 followers that's right 666 six, six.
15: because of the use of the internet we could have little or no notice in <gasps> advance of because of the internet attempting to strike
0: Never before, Chase. But Chris, we you know what? It's, oh, it's okay. You know why? Because they got
4: prism. They already know what's going on, right. Chris. Right, Watch They already the know. Things.
0: Actually, we don't have to worry. Uh, you know, when we, when we have uh, this kind of story going around yeah. where they're just out there scaring people, and I picked one of many I could have played for you this week. Yeah. Of course, I always do. Uh, what you have to rely on is the pillars in journalism. Uh, folks like Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. who used to work for the CIA – Brian Williams. Bry Wy. And of course, George Stephanopoulos.
4: Ah, you know, and didn't george recently get in trouble well
0: with some sort of george kind of got george kind of got rolled up into some bigger trouble yeah. that the whole clinton global initiative has been That's in right regarding funding from different foreign governments it's and having the info. foundation I gotta, the I gotta pay the bills i gotta pay the bills gotta pay the bills you understand <laughs> so yes you're right stephan ophilus <laughs> stephanophilus, stephanophilus, <laughs> stephanophilus had had to had to apologize on air this week for what may be perceived as a bit of bias mm, hmm. a little bit let's dig into this let's let's george.
15: now i want to address some news you May have seen about me. Over the last several years I've made substantial donations to dozens of charities.
4: I'm rich, bitches buy
15: Including the Clinton Global Foundation. Ah. Those donations were a matter of public record, but I should have made additional disclosures on air when we covered the foundation. And I now believe that directing personal donations to that foundation was a mistake. Even though I made them strictly support work done to stop the spread of AIDS, help children, and protect the environment in poor countries, wow. <laughs> I should have gone the extra mile to avoid even the appearance of a conflict.
0: All right, so let's stop right there. Wow. I should have gone. All right, so, uh, you know, I mean. Wow, us, George. He, I mean, he donated money to help with AIDS. He's helping for the kids. It's, the, it's the kids. The kids. The kids. The kids, the, the, kids, uh, the, kids. the only thing is, so this is really can't seem like that bad of a deal. No. Probably wasn't influencing his performance no on way. the job. Totally not. Wouldn't influence his coverage of the news. No, I don't believe so. No, no, no. <laughs>
15: We you have any evidence that a crime may have been committed we've done investigative work here at abc news found no proof of any kind of direct action there's no evidence at all that hillary clinton got directly involved in this decision
0: do you know who he's talking to uh no, the guy that recently wrote a book about the funding. Oh, of that's the right, Clinton, Clinton Cash, which is what, uh, which is the snowball effect that eventually got him in trouble. Yeah, that's and, right. And here he is grilling the author like an sob, even though he's a donor to the very foundation. And he hasn't disclosed it at this point it's
15: at all. That Hillary Clinton got directly involved in this decision based on her. Do you have record? any evidence that she actually intervened in this issue? The Democrats have said this is this is indication of your partisan uh, interest. They say you oh. used to work for President. President President Bush's speech. Do you know who George used to work for?
4: Uh, Some guy named Clinton.
15: you funded by the Koch brothers?
8: Well, that was George Stephanopoulos grilling the man who wrote a book about the Clintons and their donors, Peter Schweitzer, all while not disclosing the fact that Stephanopoulos had donated $75,000 to the Clinton Foundation himself.
0: This is what I love, so this is how you know there is actually some fire to the smoke here yeah uh, the, this the Clinton cash book it, it did stir some things up. first of all, the Clinton Foundation had to refile their taxes. Clinton had to come out and publicly apologize. He had to do that major PR tour, including the one down in Africa where he was I'm on NPC, NBC News right. Hillary had to respond, and Georges had to publicly apologize, yeah, you can claim it 's been debunked, but actions speak louder than words. This book shook some shit up,
8: yeah. which the book was based on investigating. Now Stephanopoulos is apologizing again, and he has pulled himself from the ABC GOP debates. Just
0: the GOP debates, though. Oh, wow.
8: Kentucky Senator Rand Paul says that the anchor's nondisclosure was no coincidence
5: this isn't just a random occurrence he's now interviewing the guy who is exposing the clinton foundation and then not revealing that he's a donor to the clinton foundation there's a direct conflict of interest there and i think really a breach of journalistic etiquette and i don't i don't know what's in stephanopoulos's heart what he believes or Uh, he wants you to believe that
0: he's such a good person that he accidentally gave money to the clinton global Foundation because you
4: know he's trying to help the kids right Trying he's to help trying the kids, hearing he can
0: cancer. Uh, those old of you, ladies
4: walking across the street.
0: I got to jump ahead. For those of you who don't know, uh, yes, Stephanopoulos used to be the uh, press secretary, uh, the spokesperson for the Clinton. Here's, here's a little. Here's a little retro clip. Delaney here about it.
8: himself, as as a journalist, uh, over the last you know many years since he's been working at, at, at ABC, a and he's, like, he's wow, now apologized and said that he wishes that he had made it clear. That he had made those donations, he said they were public record. But
0: yeah, so he, you know, he's worked for the Clinton administration. Uh, he donated to the Clinton Global Foundation. It makes you think, you know, when Hill Dogs running for president, this is how she stacked the deck. Remember how you're like Hillary's? Not- this is why Hillary's going to win. This mm. is a singular example where this woman and this family has stacked the deck throughout the entire United States. I'm system. sticking with my red book. So, all right, is Stephanopoulos a good guy? Just trying to help the children. Is uh who's who said the chat room? Somebody said it. Oh yeah, uh Sorbert Sorbert said in the chat room. My transgression was a consequence of me being too good of a person is essentially what George Stephanopoulos is saying, isn't it? Do you agree yeah. with that statement? No, no. So does he know? Does George Stephanophilus Stephagopagophilus know that by donating to the Clinton Foundation you're hoping to buy influence? And if he knows that, is he hoping that seventy five thousand dollars will buy influence? Well there's one way to find out. Let's ask George Stephanopoulos.
15: George, you know, I read the book that this is based on. Clinton right. Cash. Read it, and I actually interviewed the author on Sunday. This is a tough one because when you actually look at look closely at it, he even says there's no evidence of any direct action taken right. on behalf of the donors. But everybody also knows when those donors give that money and President Clinton or someone, they get a picture with him. Right. That. that there's a hope that that's going to lead to something.
0: Of and, course. And, and that's what oh, so is that why that. you donated, George? There's a hope that's going to lead to something. Do you want
4: more pictures? Because, what, did he leave you off the Christmas card list or something? <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> on, George. He's just,
0: maybe he just wanted to make sure his ratings would uh, keep in line once Hillary got uh, elected.
4: Oh, man.
0: Yeah, you know what?
4: I, this maybe was- instead of contributing to the Clinton Foundation.
0: <laughs> <yes. laughs> you exactly what I was thinking, buddy.
4: You know, instead of contributing to the Clinton Foundation, maybe you should come on over to patreon.com slash unfiltered yeah, where buddy. there are 392 of you. We're eight
0: away from 400. 400- oh, man. And you know what? In the background right now, we are seriously – so, hold on. Let me back up. So, back up.
9: We just,
0: we've talked about Wy, We've talked about George Stephanopoulos. Yes. Look, This is why we've created the Unfiltered Show, and this is why we do it as a crowdfunded show. That way, the only people we have to respond to, the only people we have to report to, the only people that are our bosses-
4: Are the 392 of you.
0: Nailed it, buddy. And that <laughs> makes a difference in our bias- Our bias is towards the audience. That means our only goal here is to report the best we can to those 392 people. That changes the recipe of how you make a show like this. That's That's a huge deal. unfiltered.com or patreon.com slash Unfilter Now, Mm. I was just saying, Chase, yeah, that uh, we are moving towards 400 patrons. Bum, bum, and bum, bum. one of the things we're working on behind the scenes is, you know, we are at 143 episodes. We have been doing this show for a long damn time Long man.
4: time, man. I'm crying.
0: I know, man. I know. It's <laughs> it's tough. It's great. Uh, your buddy Chris here has been on a marathon since episode one. Actually, months before episode one the marathon started where I started collecting clips, building the infrastructure to streamline that clip capture process. Yes. I have been on a treadmill non-non-non-stop. And boy, moving the... Moving the uh, episode to Friday this week helped a little bit, but it has been—I have been under the pressure cooker since episode one for 143 weeks now. And as we get to 400, we're going to try to get some hands on back behind the scenes, helping, helping me, out, yeah, not picking the clips, but just the raw frickin' bulk work of saying, "I'm going to." These are the clips I'm going to grab. Signing you this, mean, Chris.
4: Are you talking about the bulk collection?
0: Bingo. of Clips. Yeah, I'm going to do what you call a wide sweep. Chase. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vacuum it <laughs> you're all. You're going to take a bulk up. collection, gonna and then you're going
4: to use some sort of Google yeah. uh, to kind of filter gonna that out. I'm going to
0: score the clips. I'm going to X-key score the clips, Chase, yeah, yeah. and... Right. Uh, so what, what, when, we get to, when we get there, we're going to actually pay the person to do this because it is an incredible, incredible amount of work. Yes. And it doesn't mean that I'm stopping. It just means that I'm going to have some help yeah. so some of the pressure is off, which will be so great. And the reason why we haven't been able to do it is it's asking a lot from somebody to go invest in the time and the infrastructure and the software to do this. It's, it's a lot of work. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Help make this show better. We can focus more on the notes to get you guys better information. We have, the show notes are pretty good this yeah, week.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you
0: know, more clips. The overtime folder this week is outrageous. And that is sort of where the rubber meets the road. We've got different financing levels. You go over to Patreon.com slash unfilter. It's all explained for you. You can get in at a real basic level, about $2 a month or so.
4: Two dollars a month gets you in and gets you to support us. Yeah, you get the supporter show. That's nice. You, at five, you unlock the magic. You get oh, all that back catalog.
0: You get the supporters sync. You get all the source files you, you for the get show. Everything Every
4: overtime folder. You yeah, name buddy. it. And if you really want to get executive, if you want to get Clinton Foundation level money. Go for the, the $33 <laughs> yeah, swag club yeah. where we sent out some awesome we actually gear. We we just did.
0: There ah. is uh, swag going out to the Unfiltered Swag Club members. Uh, we, we're, uh, we're, you know, we're just bouncing back from Linux Fest Northwest, getting back in the swing of things. So, yeah. the uh, Unfiltered Patron Swag Club members, check your mailboxes in the next couple of days. You have a Jupiter Broadcasting goodie coming at you just Woo! saying thank you for being a member of the nice. Swag Club. Love and it. If you want to get the next item of swag, patreon.com slash unfilter thank you so much yeah and you know it's great I love hearing like people in the chat room say you know I don't even have to watch TV news anymore that is the goal of this show yeah we say it's watching the ch- watching TV so you don't but have to you shouldn't to. have like, to yeah. well we seriously like watch all this crap so you don't have to totally that's we're happy to do it and you know what that just means you don't have to watch George stepping up a, a- glass stepping a- want to do a high note you know it's Friday I know it's time
4: to unwind to kick off the shoes Ooh. And let's end the show on the high
0: note. All right. Note. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yo-yo you a little bit. We'll start low and then end high on the high note here. All right. But this is something that – it's hard for us to relate to the audience because it's a local issue here in our – and when I say local, I mean it's actually happening in the city that we are recording in right now. Hyper local. Hyper local. So – but – Here's why I want to talk about it. So, there's a lot of hype and momentum around the legalization of cannabis for medical or recreational use, and it's spreading around the US. Yeah. And then it happens, and it's this big celebration, and oh, it's so historical, and everybody circle jerks for a while. <laughs> and what we never really t- end up talking about is how all of the local governments are ruining it. Ah. Including, yeah, they're destroying it Including our own local Snohomish County And our very own local city of Arlington Where we are currently standing Oh boy And this is a problem I want to focus on Because I believe this is going to happen everywhere As this rolls out And so I want you to be aware of the kind of things You should watch out for in your area In just this one quick clip Coming from our local Seattle NBC affiliates. A
8: better
5: idea this morning about how sweeping the Snohomish County marijuana ban could be. Jake Wittenberg is live to show us why a lot of growers are threatening lawsuits after a big council vote yesterday. Jake, good morning.
13: Well, Mark, we're here in the Wagner Lake neighborhood here to give you an idea of how rural this area is that we're talking about. But some aspiring business owners in this area have threatened to sue because they're fully state licensed. A lot of them have even purchased the equipment to start growing marijuana, but now they are banned by the county from moving forward. And the area that we're talking about here, the banned area, is called an R5 area. Rural areas where the county only allows one house per five acres. And on several sites, folks have purchased greenhouses already.
0: So the problem is, is they are doing this on land that is specifically perfect for growing
4: yeah it's residential well it's, it's farmland essentially one house five acres
13: grow rooms to start producing recreational cannabis and new this morning we're getting a better idea of how many of these growers are going to be affected by the sudden rule change one advocacy group tells us 103 operators intended to move forward in these sites but of that, we've learned 18 have been licensed by the state, and of that, only six have also received the proper county permit. So they're exempt from the ban, but that makes at least a dozen others that are state-licensed who are banned from moving forward, Week. even though they've purchased a lot of the equipment. Like T.J. Worth, who says he supports legal action to protect
2: his farm in Arlington! Arlington! You know, there's 700 and some thousand voters in Snohomish County, and the majority of them voted for marijuana. You know, and now uh, a few hundred voters are going to, you know, buck the
11: will of the people and go against it. This is simply an act to preserve the character of the rural neighborhoods. And to protect property values.
0: Is he talking about keeping the black people out or the weed out? Oh, char- what does character mean? Right? I mean, I char- love that argument. I, I hate the word. How how I many mean, times you... has history used that argument for really, really bad justice? But you hear
4: it not only with the within regards to marijuana, but like in downtown Seattle, for example. You hear it okay. with
0: racism. You hear it with cars. Yeah, the you hear character, it with satellite
4: You hear the character. The character, the character, the character.
0: I of mean, Arlington!
4: Of Arlington, which is a town of what,
0: 8,000 people? It's no character. Arlington has no character.
11: And go against it. This is simply an act to preserve the character of the rural neighborhoods. And to protect property values. That's that, the real reason we that been, you're afraid of.
0: We haven't been bribed, I think, is the real reason. Yeah. But uh, all right, so there's the wow. downer. This is a problem. It happens. And it's just something we have to work through in each area where it becomes legalized. Is going to be a different battle. Uh, but let's take a moment. And this is another local story, but it actually features an author who's going big right now. He just wrote a book called Big Weed. And uh, he's an investor, he's a serial entrepreneur, and he's been investing in cannabis businesses. And he has a little speculation on where he thinks cannabis businesses are going. I want to play it and then get your take on his analysis. You ready? Ready. Listen up. Do it.
8: See this, when you say it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, where do you see this business going?
9: Yeah, that's one of the things I contemplate in the book. Um, the, the, you know, the marijuana industry right now is is really a bunch of visionary entrepreneurs who are willing to take great risk and get involved in this new industry. But as further layers of federal uh, approval come, we're seeing larger and larger investors get involved. And I I don't think it's too far off in the future to assume that big tobacco and alcohol and possibly big pharma will make direct investments into the industry. And we'll also see boutique players continue to operate. Those people, just like craft brewers, are so successful in today's market. You know, the United States breweries make enough beer to satisfy the, the thirst of the United States, but craft brewers continue to find niches to work in because people are always interested in a new, better product. Um, so I think we'll see both you know, the big pharma, big agriculture get involved. We'll see the the smaller niche craft players. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see some middle market companies. And those will be uh, people like myself who are able to get well capitalized and roll up and have 20 to 30 retail locations in a state and then replicate that success one state to another. Got so. it. What do you think of that?
4: I, I think what he said is pretty spot on. Yeah. I, I think you know, we've kind of been... Painting that slow picture mm-hmm. uh, to our audience mm-hmm. uh, over the past you know few months in mm-hmm. covering this, mm-hmm. and I, I I think we even predicted this on the show that eventually once you know the government slowly mm-hmm. dials back you mm-hmm. know back to schedule two, that's where you're going to see big pharma step in. I think that's when you'll see big pharma step in, uh, and then there's, then, and there's rumors then that
0: there. some of the uh, some of the tobacco companies have been buying up great land in California for growing weed. Yeah, it's possible um, it could yeah, happen. You yeah. know, what do you chase? What do you always say?
5: Show, me the, Show money! me the money! And
0: they'll see the money. Oh, man, they'll yeah. see the King. That's why I'm not too worried about the local issues either. I mean, no. they're going to cause slowdowns and problems and make things take longer than they should. But in the long, long term, Show me the money.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what we want to see is we want, to sh- we show want us- you to
0: show us. Yeah, show us the uh, Unfilter subreddit. That's right. Unfilter. That- not, not very smooth. No, not, not very, very smooth, smooth. No, <laughs> terrible
4: transition. Unfilter.reddit.com is where you can submit stories and yep. engage in the conversation. Yeah. Now, I like Unfilter.reddit.com. Me too. But
3: there's even more the things I
4: will like about it. You know why? Well what? We reached over 2,000.
0: Hey!
4: 2002, nice. which is great. And, you know, the here's the thing. You guys submit stories. I love you guys for doing that. But... I want to see some discussions. I see a lot of stories, not a lot of comments. Yeah, that's
0: true. I've been noticing that too, actually.
4: So, to jump in and well, engage.
0: Okay, was that? There was, uh, the, there was the one story in there I grabbed today from for the supporter show about the 30th anniversary of the bombing in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's
4: right, and that was the first one. There that was, was a great one. Four comments, but we want to see you guys yeah. engage. Yeah, that comment though was a great comment. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes it does happen, but we'd love to see it more on Com. but Mr. Nunes, maybe yes. people want to know what you're up to throughout the week. Hey, Is there you a place guys, they could go?
4: you can follow me on Twitter at Nunes, and that's spelled N-U-N-E-S, no. and no, there you know you can see my tirades my pictures my thoughts about
0: things in can general I, can i give you a pro tip what's that big 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 things coming to twitter.com slash chris really big things big should i follow that i would what what kind of big there things may, i'll have an announcement soon
4: you're having another kid, aren't you?
0: Twitter.com slash Chris <laughs> L-A-S No more kids Congratulations, Ange no Wow, that's no awesome Hey, who says it's Ange's kid? Wait, Oh, what? Oh, oh, what, what? Maybe I'm pregnant like I said, a big announcement.
4: That, well, big, yeah. That'd yeah, be
0: big, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really big. That'd be huge. You know, we do this show live over at uh, JBLive.tv. We did it on Friday. We usually do it on a Wednesday. Go to yeah. broadcast.com slash calendar. That just takes out all the mystery. Oh,
4: uh, well, hey, you guys, thanks for joining us on this very special Friday edition of Unfiltered, but yeah. hey, we'll see you right back here next Wednesday, and that is Next, next week. week.